at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Benjamin Day and John Hinton. We're absolutely stoked, thrilled, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all of NC State sports. John, how's it hanging? It's hanging pretty good, Benjamin. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This warmer weather is really my type of weather, and we always talk about the weather because you have to talk about the weather. Yeah, I mean, it surrounds you. It's what's happening. It binds us. It's the force. No, so I'm what's, <laughs> So what's happening on today's show? What's on the docket? Well, we're definitely going to talk some NBA playoffs. Sure, you've been paying attention to a little bit of that. But we got a ton of NC State non-revenue sports for you today. We got men's and women's tennis in action, men's and women's golf, softball, baseball, and of course, spring track and field. And that's what we're going to start the show with today, the track and field. Last week, we had a shortened show due to an interview of Kirk Cunningham on the National Championship cheerleading team. Thank you, Kirk, for coming in. Mm -hmm. And that was our first interview, and I had a blast, and that was super fun to do. It was a lot of fun, yeah. And we also had baseball uh, coming on the radio right after that, and we defeated UNC Wilmington in that game. So that's what happened. Um, This week, track and field, uh, well, this was last week. There was the Gamecock Invitational the Wolfpack had seven first-place finishes and 20 podium finishes. Yeah, we had multiple sprinters finish in the top three of the 200. On the men's side, Dylan Peebles, he won the event. Second time this outdoor season, he clocked a personal record of 20.66. Yeah, that's not only his personal best, but a top 15 mark in the nation, and he's number seven on NC State's all-time list on the 200 meters. Shannon Patterson also took third in the same event with a low 21, 21.12. They have both already qualified for the ACC championship, so uh, look for more of that in the 200 on the men's side. In the 100-meter, Kevont Charleston had a time of 10.58, which was good enough for fourth, and qualify him for the ACC Outdoor Championships, where he took home gold last season. In the uh, 100-meter hurdles for the women, Gabrielle Cunningham, she advanced out of the prelims with a 13.27 personal record, and she took second in the final with a slight, very slightly slower 13.30. Mm-hmm. In the mid-distance, as in 1,500 meters, uh, the women went 1, 2, and 4th. Anna Vess led the way, and she finished first with a personal record by 5 seconds at 4 minutes, 33.71 seconds. Bethany Neely, she was just behind her. She ran a 4.34.18 for second place, and Megan Vaughn finished 4th with a 439-47. So all three NC State runners within six seconds of each other um, right on the there. 1500. Yeah, they're right, four. right there, right there. Mm-hmm. On the men's side, Gavin Gaynor had a time of 357.66, and Tannis Baldwin had 357.81 in the men's 1500 meter. That is incredibly close. Placing fifth and sixth, respectively. That, I, wow, that's a long race to be that close. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean... A lot of times with the 1500, what you'll see is you'll see, um, especially runners on the same team, if they are running about the same pace, they'll just, they'll keep pace with each other. Mm -hmm. And then right at the end, you know, like the last 100 meters, it's like, you know, everyone out for I'm going to beat you. Yeah. Yeah, You're on my team, but I'm going to beat you. We kept pace up to this point. That's why I think you'll see a lot of times that are so close. Um, Yeah, because you know how your teammates are planning to run a race and how they're going to run the race. Mm -hmm. And it it benefits you to run with them because. They finish better. It, it can get lonely on the track too out there because there's like you know there's stadium seating on one side and then the other side is like woods 
bleachers um, in, in in the case with NC State's uh, facility. Yeah, they do they do have some bleachers on that side. Yeah, because that's also the soccer field. Later in the afternoon, NC State also uh, had more success in the mid-distance, this time in the 800. Uh, Megan Rempel, she took first, was joined in the top finishers by Neely, who placed third, and Vess, who placed fifth. So three top five finishes. Mm-hmm. Philip Hall on the men's side for the uh, 800 had a third place finish. He had 153.11 in his season debut in the event. That's a ridiculously fast time. That's all I'm going to say. Well, also his season debut. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, a yeah, season debut. So he's, he's just getting warmed up. Anyway, but, the throws. Jay Torrey Reed uh, started the day for the Wolfpack in the field events, and he had a third place finish in the javelin throw with a throw of 44.5 meters, which is exactly 146 feet, and came and Mark came on his second attempt of the morning. Yeah, that um um we had more success in the throws. Lauren Evans, she finished third in the hammer throw, second in the shot put, um ACC qualifying time in the shot put with a 15.75 meter throw. Yep, uh Tyson Fortenberry also had podium finishes in both of his events competing in uh first in the shot put and he won that with a throw of 16.02 meters or 52 6.75 feet and inches. And in the discus, he had a personal best showing of 52.34 meters, and that was second place and also good enough for an ACC qualifying mark. Late, um, also in the field, in the jumps uh, section of track and field, Michelle Cobb, she picked up her second triple jump win in as many outdoor meets with a 40-foot, 4-inch jump or 12.2 meters. And I don't know, if you've, if you've never seen the triple jump, it's one of the coolest events ever. It's a travel it's a, yeah, it's, it's what a travel. LeBron does. It's a I'm it's a ha- if you ever watch handball, you can take three steps instead of two. So it's not a travel in handball. Really, I yeah. didn't know that. Handball is the coolest sport ever. Really, it's never it's not play. <laughs> but yeah, triple jump. It's really cool. You lead off of you um, take your initial jump off of one foot, mm-hmm. then you jump off the opposite, and then you jump off the same foot one more time and land with two feet. So. If you fall, is that counted, or is it like the long jump is like where your heels hit? If you fall, it's counted. Yep. The nearest point. Like if you fell back on your head yes. from your head would be this. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. On the male uh, side of it, uh, high jumps, uh, Christopher Garrick, he had a high jump of 611.5, and uh, Reed posted a 6.9 mark for second. So we had first and second there. We also did well in the relays, both women's. And men's 4x400 relay teams finished on the podium. Um, on the men's side, Abdurrahman Kelly, Dylan Peebles, Shannon Patterson, Will Hoffman took first place in the 4x4, running a 312.1. Yeah, Tiana Patello and Janelle Pate, Jada Griffin and Cunningham also on the women's side. Uh, they finished first and had made school history with a new program record of 342. Point thirty-four. Dylan Peebles, he was named ACC Men's Track and Field Performer of the Week, finishing first in the 200. That's the second meet in a row he's done that, mm-hmm. and he took a personal best 20.66 in a field of 54 sprinters. So uh, congratulations to Dylan Peebles and um, NC State Track and Field looking yeah, really good. Right they now. are killing it. And so that was what we would have talked about last week. So that happened about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. This week we have the uh, – we this past weekend we had the Tom Jones Memorial – and get right into it. Gabrielle Cunningham, she won her heat, and she placed fourth overall with a 100 meters time of 11.25 seconds. She also did very well in the 200 with a 23.31. She finished second in that race. Uh, among co- collegiate athletes, because this was an event where there were people who weren't in college racing. So I guess, so 
was more of like an invitational. Well, yeah, and so like professionals yeah. who may be training for the Olympics or the national championships or something like that. Yep. Cravant mm-hmm. Charleston took fourth in the 100 meters, running a 10.1 and leading the collegiate oh. athletes in that race. Ooh. That's wow. lightning quick. Wow. I, Especially in okay. college. Yeah. I did not know that they did that in college. 10.1? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just... I'm just genuinely surprised. I didn't realize how fast he that's, was. That's incredibly fast. I mean, if he can keep improving like that, like I don't know what what year uh, Kervon Charleston is, mm-hmm. but I mean, you could maybe see him at the you know Olympic trials. What's the uh, record? Nine the five like that? Uh, nine five eight by uh, nine Bolt. five eight by Bolt. Yeah, and then the Olympic record is like nine six seven by Bolt. Yeah, and usually people are getting plus ten, like the last few people in the Olympics. Probably you don't have to run a sub ten. To be in the Olympics, do you? Usually, to get there, you do. Okay. To get there, you do. Because the the 100 is so quick yeah. that you um, their times can be distorted a little bit, maybe by a bad start or maybe by, you know, a pulled muscle, like, right at the start of the race or mm-hmm. even just, like, stress or something like that. So if somebody runs above a 10-second in the Olympics, they probably had something go wrong. Wasn't their best race. Exactly. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that actually makes sense. Uh, speaking of Dylan Peebles and the 200-meter uh, he finished sixth at twenty point four six seconds. Shannon Patterson placed twelfth, and Quashawn Cunningham finished fifteenth in his season debut. Alexis Postal was the lone Wolfpack competitor in the hurdles. She uh, competed in both the one and the four hundred. It was her first time competing in the four hundred. She placed first in her heat with a one minute two second point eight six, the third best time in program history. In the jumps, freshman Michelle Cobb had her third podium finish in as many tries in the triple jump, and she had a personal record by 7 inches at 40 feet and 11 inches on her final jump of the afternoon. Jatori Reed completed a top-five high jump performance with a 2.03-meter jump or 6 foot 8. Yep, and in throws... Taller than me. <laughs> Joshua Davis posted an ACC qualifying mark in the hammer throw, hammer time, placing fifth in the field... <laughs> With a distance of 62.84 meters, which is a little over 200 feet. Lauren Evans on the women's side placed fifth in the women's shot put, tallied a 49 uh, and 9.5 inches throw on her third attempt. So that was all for the uh, Tom Jones Memorial. Next, we had the Charlotte Invitational, which I wonder where that was. NC State had a squad of men's and women's distance runners, and they went to compete in the 1500 meter Charlotte Invitational. That was on Friday evening. Yeah, Ellie Hennis, she took first place in her first 1,500 race of the season. What a surprise. She clocked a personal record, 4 minutes, 18.76 seconds, seventh fastest time in school history, 13th in the country, and third best in the conference this season. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. only getting better. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Erica Kemp had second with 418.82, and Ryan Fraser placed fifth at 428.1. The men also had some of the top finishes in the 1500. Philip Hall won silver, finishing second with a 3 minutes, 50 seconds personal record. Also in the top 10, Patrick Sheehan, a second behind him in fourth. Gavin Gaynor, two seconds behind him in fifth. And Tim Basin, two seconds behind him in sixth. Up next, NC State will head um, over to Torrance, California at the Mount SAC relays and in Charlottesville for the Virginia Challenge. So they have a couple of things next week. Uh, we're going to talk about baseball in the next segment because we're going to take a song break. And we'll talk about after we talk about all the other non-revenues, then we'll talk about baseball and then softball. So right now, uh, men's golf they finish third at the Stitch Intercollegiate behind 
Duke, and Wake Forest. And uh, NC State lineup, they had Justin Hood. He finished tied for fifth. Yeah, he uh, shot a 207 over three days of competition, 69-70-68. Stephen Franken and Benjamin Ship both tied for 16th with a 213. Um... Harrison Rhodes, 214, right behind him. Easton Paxton, 22nd, 215. And then Nolan Mills Jr. and Christian Salzer tied for 41st with a 220. But it was a good overall showing Mm -hmm. as we were only 14 strokes behind Duke as a team and only seven strokes behind Wake Forest as a team. So, you know, when you got a bunch of guys competing over three days, that's a pretty solid showing, finishing third. that's pretty close Mm -hmm. as well. So up next for men's golf is the national championship. So we'll keep you updated we are for sure doing the show next week. That is yes. the last week of classes. And there are no promises, y'all, for finals week because yeah. we are students first. And uh, uh, that's maybe second week of finals because my last final is Friday of the first week. And then I'm just going to be working that second week. So, and I'm just going to be working too. Probably so. not uh, two weeks from now. Maybe three weeks from now. And then we're going to take a break for the summer. And uh, it depends on whether me and John are available because we're, we're both working in the summer. Yeah. But uh, definitely tune in next week because we will definitely be here. Yep. And for women's golf, we didn't have anything, but they also have the ACC championship coming up for them. So that was golf. Now there's tennis. The men's tennis had a great weekend uh, last week on the show. We talked about them. They went 2-0. This week, it wasn't as good because we traveled to number 49th ranked Virginia. We are ranked Michael Jordan, number 23, and um, we lost. You mean five. LeBron. Oh, you know, who's counting? Yeah, MJ went to UNC, so oh, wow. we'll say LeBron on this show. Wow, you have to make it. Wow, okay, I'm sorry. Mm, yeah, you better be. We lost 5-2 <laughs> to two to Virginia. We did lose the doubles point for the first time in a couple matches. Uh, Alexis Gallano, Michael Ogden fell 7-5. Uh, the Savelchik brothers fell 6-4, but Tadis Bobulis and Georgie Malashev did win uh, the third doubles point, but it didn't really matter, 6-1. Yeah. Yeah, in the sing- so that was the first time in, I believe, five matches that we did not get the doubles point because I think we had won four straight doubles points. Yeah, you're right. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, Bobulis and Malashev, they won the only doubles match, and they also were the only ones to win the singles match at this uh, match uh, Babalus winning in the second spot, uh, six three six three, and Malishev winning six four six four. Everybody else uh, fell. Galerno, Savelchik, Savelchik, and Terzak all fell to complete the five two loss. Yeah, it wasn't a good matchup because our highest uh, ranked uh, uh, player was was number thirty seven, Alexis Galerno, and he was against number thirty one, uh, Carl Sutherland of Virginia, and he lost six three six one. And both the Savelchik brothers lost and. Mm-hmm. Even though Ivan's our closer, and he has at least three match-clinching uh, wins this year, Igor is, interestingly, a ranked higher at number 121 in the country. Hmm, interesting. But, you know, you can't, you, can't, you can't teach clutch. No. You know, and Ivan's it's, it's, clutch. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's in your veins or it's not. Yep, so not the best results in Virginia, but we changed that up because we went to number 39th ranked Louisville and won 4-2. to two. Yeah, we won the doubles point. We actually won all three matches in the doubles point with the Sedvalchik brothers um, winning 5-5 unfinished. I believe that was a forfeit, but it didn't even matter because Alexis Gowano, Michael Ogden won 6-4, and Babalus Malyshev, they won also 6-4 to clinch the doubles point. Yeah, the Sedvalchik brothers beat the number 14th ranked duo in the country for Louisville, so that was a good win for them. 
In the singles, uh, Alexis Galano did lose again, uh, 7-6 and 7-4, and then 6-1. So a really close loss for him. Igor picked up a win over a ranked uh, ranked uh, player for Louisville, 7-5, 3-6, and then 5-2, but that was unfinished. Uh, Tadis Babalis defeated Federico Gomez in three sets, 6-3, 4-6, 7-5. And once again, Ivan Savelchik, uh was the clinching point defeating Brandon Lancaster 6-4-6-2. Yeah, Malashev did lose in this match 6-4-6-4, and Robert Tursak picked up a win 6-2-6-2. We got Wake Forest coming up on this Sunday, April 22nd, so uh, keep an eye out for NC State to keep going with their winning ways and their nationally ranked ways. Yeah, and if you follow us on Twitter, at NCSU, we have been making an effort to be more active on there as I have all of the non-revenue sports on notification. So I get a notification on my phone every time they tweet out. And so I have been retweeting, and John has as well, some of the tweets as far as the tennis matches is what went on last week Mm -hmm. and um, some of the other stuff as well, track and field as well. Yeah, so once again, follow us on Twitter at NCSU. And we will probably follow you back if that's what you're concerned about. So, <laughs> Are you concerned about that? Do you follow like sports accounts wanting a follow back? Um, I mean, I used to, but not anymore. But like, I know some I people would ESPN, care about that. But they didn't follow me back. Well, we're so. not ESPN. but <laughs> We're better, of course. Yeah, we're unbiased. We don't try to be hip and cool because we are hip and cool. <laughs> Good one, John. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway, as we're going to be not super hip and cool about it, uh, women's tennis picked up a win. We were ranked number 38 in the country, and we picked up a win over number 26 ranked Wake Forest, four to three. Yeah, we won the doubles point, which, um, as far as both our men's and women's tennis teams have gone this year, when we win the doubles point, we tend to win the match. Even though it's based on the amount of work you're putting in, you're yeah. you're playing three matches all for one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus the um, the singles match. It's a very critical point, honestly, because I, I think and it, they always do it first. It's a lot of momentum too. I wish they did it second. I guess you get the it's kind of I guess it acts as a warm up for the for the um, players. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to. It's not just you yourself. You're doing it with someone else. Yeah, that gets you kind of into the groove of the. It also lets match. a lot of players uh, be able to compete because um, they have team national championships, mm-hmm. they have singles national championships, and doubles national championships. So. If you only have um, two players who are playing doubles, but you have four who are good enough to go to the national championships, then just playing two is not going to give them that chance. Uh-huh. So, like, I think that's why they do it this way is so that. Do you know why they do the doubles first? I actually don't. I think that's just the way it's done. You, you have know? to ask a tennis player, I guess. Yeah, we will have to have an interview. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. We anyway, need to make some friends. And Rogers, Claudia Wiktorin, they got the win in the doubles point, and. and yeah, excuse me. Adriana Riemi and Amanda Rebel did lose, but Bianca Moldovan and Taylor Stenta clinched the doubles point with a 6-0 set victory. So we're up 1-0 at this point. Anna Rogers did lose, and she is a ranked ranked player at number 81 in the country. She lost 6-3, 3-6, And also Adriana Remy also lost 6-1, 6-4. Taylor Bridges came back and defeated Chandler Carter in three sets, three very intense sets, 4-6, 7-6. And 6-4. Claudia Wick-Torin also picked up the win after losing the first set 5-7, and she won 7-5, 7-5. And then Bianca Moldovan lost 5-7, 6-2, and so the match was hanging in the balance. Yes. Pause for 
plus for effect with an E. Yeah. Taylor Stenta defeated that. Courtney Meredith in the last single set of the day or the last singles match. 6-4, 6-7. She lost the second set and then 6-1. So the very last set to clinch the entire match was actually not even that close. So yeah. good job, Taylor and the whole NC State women's uh, tennis team for picking up a good road win. It makes me wonder. I mean, what could be better than winning four to three, getting the match clinching um, win on the last one? What could be better than that? Help me out here. An entire sweep, maybe. Yeah, that actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we played NC Central, and uh, we, NC Central, NC Central, NC Central, <laughs> and we are going to become uh, the guy from Friends who over enunciates everything. You mean Ross? Yeah, that one. Yes. It's been a while since we said we weren't going to do impressions. Remember? So I'm not doing an impression. I'm just <laughs> over enunciating everything. <laughs> I know. Jeez, John. Not only did we sweep all the points, but we swept the entire doubles point. Uh, Anna Rogers, Claudia Victorin getting the win, Riemi Rebol getting the win, and Moldovan and Taylor Stenta also getting the win. Yep, and so all of our uh, players won on the women's side in the singles. Rogers, Riemi, Taylor Bridges, Bianca Moldovan, Amanda Rebol, and Taylor Stenta again Taylor. closed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taylor. Closed out mm-hmm. the match for a 7-0 to sweep. We went to... Virginia, which is ranked number 21 in the country, and we are number 38, and we did end up losing that one 5-2-2. Yeah, we won the, um, I mean, we lost the doubles point, but we didn't get swept in the doubles. Adriana Riemi and Amanda Rebo continue their um, terrific play in the doubles, uh, winning 6-3, but Virginia did win the doubles point. We did have two victories in the singles, Adriana Riemi and Taylor Stenta, both picking up wins in uh, two and three sets, respectively. Yeah, Taylor Stent has been killing it for us lately. She really has. Closing yeah. out the matches with those Ws, even mm-hmm. though in this particular one we were trailing 5-1 at the time. So on to Winthrop. We did pick up the win over Winthrop, 4-3, to three, and uh, we won the doubles point. Yeah, it was tough because we lost our first doubles match. Anna Rogers, Claudia Wiktorin were defeated 2-6, to six, but Rami and Rebel uh, won 6-0. And Moldovan and Stenta won 6-2 to clinch the doubles point. Yep, and in singles, Anna Rogers uh, lost, I think, her third straight uh, singles match as since we've just gone over them, and she lost 5-7, 6-3, 6-4. It's tough, though, because she has to mm-hmm. play the best player on the opposing tennis yes. team every single time. But Adriana Riemi, she got a three-set win coming back from a set down. 5-7, 6-0, 6-3. Claudia Wiktorin also won. Bianca Moldovan did lose, but Taylor Stenta Again? killing it. Yeah, clinched the match in two sets, 6-4, 6-3. Yep, and so that is all for the first segment of today's show. We're going to take a quick break with a song by an artist named William Henson with a feature by an artist I personally really like, uh, Sonny Miles. This song is called Take My Time. We'll be right back on Packers Life Sports Show 88.1 WKNC. Back is Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. That was Take My Time by William Henson featuring Sonny Miles, NC State's own Sonny Miles. And we're going to get right back into it with some baseball talk. A lot of baseball talk. NC State had a weekend series versus Notre Dame after the win over UNCW. And um, for the fourth straight weekend series, we lost the first game. But 
for the fourth straight weekend series, we won the series. Yes. Well, spoilers much, John. Come on. I'm sorry. You got to roll through. No, I'm just I'm sorry. Playing. Okay, so game one, we lost to Notre Dame 12-8. We had a 7-2 lead in the bottom of the third. Mm. Two home runs and six runs later by Notre Dame in the fourth inning. Made them, put them up 8-7. to seven, And then in an RBI single by Josh McClain of NC State. Tied the game at eight, and, you know, Notre Dame scored the last four runs in the seventh and then ninth inning. So that put the pack away for game one. Yes. That was game one. On to game two, we bounced back and won 12-2. to two. Brian Brown, he threw his first career complete game. He's 5-0 and on the year. He's a senior, of course, one of our uh, great pitchers, uh, not only in the bullpen, but starting for us. Pitching a complete game, 12-2. to two. We scored in the first inning for the second consecutive game. Patrick Bailey hit a two-out RBI single of the middle, and Josh McClain led off the frame with a single, and he scored on Bailey's hit. Yeah, Notre Dame got a run on the back. Excuse me. <laughs> Notre Dame got a run back on top of the third, but NC State answered in the bottom of the frame with a pair of runs to once again regain the lead. Will Wilson, Terrell Tatum, they each tallied RBI singles in the inning. We grabbed a 3-1 to advantage and then scored three runs in the fifth. To extend our lead to six to one. Yeah, Bailey doubled to left center, and uh, Tatum had a sacrifice fly to right field, and Stephen Patera drove in the final run of the inning on a single to center field. After six runs in the sixth, it pushed the margin to eleven to two, which, unless you're the Cubs from last week, is too much to overcome in a game. I'm assuming, based on what you said, the Cubs came back from an eleven to two deficit. It wasn't eleven to two; it was uh, it was it was thirteen to two. Really? Yes. What inning? Was uh, it thirteen to well, two? We it was uh we? thirteen to five in the ninth wagon. inning and then we scored nine in the ninth. So yeah. That sounds pretty cool. It, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. NC State. So Evan Edwards had a big hit in the <laughs> yeah. frame with a three run homer to left field and Tatum played it a pair of runs with a single to right field and Tatum drove in the final run of the game with a single to the right side as he collected a career best five runs batted in. Pretty impressive, honestly, when you double the opposing team's runs. Just, just by, by yourself. yourself, yeah. <laughs> well, it's team sport. The other people had to run in across the plate. Oh, yeah. Base running's a critical part of baseball that people often forget about because they never played. Or well, because they're always watching they the hitter. Care. Yeah, exactly. You're watching the hitter, um, never watching people who... I mean, who's wait, who's the guy who went to NC State, plays for the Nationals? Oh, uh, Trey Turner. Yeah, Trey Short Turner. Stop. Yeah, exactly. One he of the is so good in the yes. major league. He's so good at base running. That's one of the reasons why he's in the major leagues. I mean, he's a great fielder, great hitter. But he's so good at stealing bases and just getting around the bases quickly. It's gets a good number of home runs for a guy that's oh, a yeah. speed guy and not a power guy. Yeah, a lot like um, Altuve from the Astros. But yeah. that's, that's about as much point. baseball analysis that you're going to get from me. <laughs> I did not play it. But Game 3 tied 1-1 in the weekend series. John, unfortunately, told you guys, so there's no, no suspense here, but we did win 13-5. Mm, I'm sorry. That was our ninth straight ACC series win in our fourth straight. After losing game one, we went back and won the next. You'd think maybe we could just win game one, but, you know, it's as long good. as we win the series. We're ranked number two in the country. Obviously, on, that's the first time in program history that's happened because it's very specific and very rare. But uh, No one we, in history has ever gone 12 of 15 yeah, that's with an, eight points on two shots from the free throw line while it was 79 degrees outside. That's ESPN statistics, which, again, separates us from ESPN. We are better than ESPN. 
NC State improves to 28 and 7 on the year, 13 and 5 in ACC play, while Notre Dame falls to 15 and 21. They are not going to be in Omaha this year. We did score first in all three games of the series, and uh, we took a 3 nothing lead in the third game. Yeah, Brock Dethridge homered for the second time on the weekend with a two-run home run to lead on off, and that was his second homer of the season. I think it's really good that we've seen, uh, like, at the start of the year, it was more Will Wilson and Brent Kenneman. Yeah. And now we got guys like Brock Dethridge, Terrell Tatum, who's a freshman, stepping up, you know, driving in runs. It shows how... Um, how good our uh, batting is that we're not like mm-hmm. one dimensional like like the Marlins last year they had um, they had Giancarlo you know mm-hmm. that's it he was hitting all their home runs didn't he, he hit, get traded to New York he did yes and he's not doing so well he has like well, a record yeah. number of strikeouts yeah I think he's yeah. either strikeout or home run every time but as I was saying it's really good it's good to see like the depth that we have um, yeah we're one of the top scoring teams in the nation mm-hmm. in addition to being just one of the top teams. I mean, yeah, JT Barrett had, I mean, not JT Jarrett, excuse me. I'm sorry. Wow. It just rolls off the tongue. Oh, for two, John. But, <laughs> JT Jarrett, he had like a bunt um, that drove in a run that was just an absolute beauty. Dylan Cooper, a two RBI double down the left field line. And McClain also in an RBI single. See, like, we're just getting, we're getting hits from all across, um, all across the dugout. Yeah. And that's why we're so good. Because we can afford, like, you know. For teams just to walk Brett Kinneman. Yeah, exactly. We can afford teams to just walk Brett Kinneman because we got guys coming out of the dugout that can just, you know, that can drive him in. So yeah. now it makes pitchers think twice. And then when the pitcher is thinking too much, that's when you're going to that's when mm-hmm. you're gonna score a lot of runs, which is what we did. Against, yeah, we, against at Lu- this point in the game, yeah. we were up 9-1, but Notre Dame did rattle off four unanswered runs, but we countered with four runs in the bottom of the seventh to double our lead. And it was a ground out from Cooper and then before an RBI single by Kinnaman as well. Mm-hmm. So Wilson, homer for the second time in the game with his second two-run blast over left field, and that's his second multi-homer game of the season and his career. He's just a sophomore, by the way. Yep, just a sophomore. And he was also named ACC Player of the Week for the second time, which I think now is tied. I think Kinnaman has it three times. I know he had it twice in the month of February because mm-hmm. he was National Player of yes. the Week twice. yes. I think he may have it three times, or he's he's tied with Kinnaman. So now we have Will Wilson, Brett Kinnaman. Brian Brown was also a midseason All-American mm-hmm. along with Kinnaman. So NC State baseball, we just got talking about how balanced and how good they were getting hits from everyone. And uh, yeah. yeah, and I mean, we've mostly been talking about the hitting so far this year, which, yeah. I mean, that's a big part of the game, obviously. It's half the game. And we can go, in, uh, go into Notre Dame, and we can score 13 runs in a game, and yeah. we can score... We can just flat out outscore them, but our pitching has been really good, yeah. led by Brian Brown, who's undefeated on the year. Yeah, led by a great dugout. Um, like, I just I can't. It's hard for us to lose, even when we have a bad game hitting, or when we have a bad game pitching, which is very important in baseball. Like when you see we're we're gonna go to the College World Series, mm-hmm. we're gonna go. Which I mean, a lot of teams go, but still, we're gonna go to the College World Series, and we're gonna be right in it. To we're win gonna it. be right in it to win it exactly, and. It's very important to have that to have that security in a three game series because you can afford to have one bad game. You yeah. can, you can. You can afford to lose one game and then you can um you can or, come out and outscore them one game and then you can come out and shut them down the next what game. What are they called um like where like is it called a pod where you the, you have a just a group of like four 
The two winners play each other. It's the like two losers play each other. It's like a, a World Cup group. Yeah, I forget. I think it's just called a group. Yeah, it might okay. be called a pod. When I'm you not go sure. zero and two, you're out. Like once yes. you lose the first one, and then you lose to the loser, and then the loser gets to pay the person who went two and zero. Well, no, no, no. The, the winner of, of the, the losers loser. game plays the loser of the winners game, and then we're getting the winner, confused. Winner, like the 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 team that goes two and zero, and the team gets a buy. I think. That, yeah, right? they get a buy, and then the team that goes two and one. Plays them. Yes. So the team that goes 0-2 is out, and the team that goes 1-2 and 2 is out. So it's a really good system, honestly, I think. I like the College World Series. I like the fact that it's not single elimination, like March yeah. Madness, but it's also That's not part of what dragging March, on. March Madness is great, though. That's yeah. true. But you, anyway. can, you can still have upsets. Like, remember um, Coastal Carolina a few years ago. Coastal Carolina has had a good baseball program, though. Oh, yeah. They, but they were still an underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so anyway, um, a little bit weird. We played UNC in Deep App, and it was not a conference game. Yeah. I would say how that is if I knew how, but you're just going to have to take my word for it at this point. I think it's that we're only allowed to play so many conference games and that this game was more for the fans, more for, like, you know, history because we were wearing um, red jerseys and UNC was wearing, you know, their blue jerseys. And we it had was just, throwbacks on, if yeah, I'm we not had, mistaken. Pin, yeah. Pinstripes. Yeah, both teams had throwbacks on, and we were wearing the colors. No, nobody was wearing white or black jerseys or any kind like that. And it was more just like a, it was like a, for the culture, for the tradition mm-hmm. kind of game, which I really like because we won eight to three. Just you know, just wait for baseball season. That's what Carolina fans have been saying after we beat them in every single sport this year, except for once in basketball. But who cares? I mean, I care. But I care, John. <laughs> it hurts on the inside, John. Yeah. Anyway, so with the win over UNC, man, that feels good to say. Yeah, it really does. We are 29-7 and seven on the year while UNC falls. Oh, that feels good to say. Uh, to 24-13. and 13. They're ranked number eight in the country. Yeah, so. still might see them in Omaha, which is where they have the College World Series every year. But Omaha. Anyway. Yes. Um, Reed Johnston has been... Uh, pitching well, just like Brian Brown, five and zero in the year. He's a freshman, though. Yeah, that is He's, that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. NC State struck first in the contest again, scoring first as freshman Patrick Bailey had a two-run home run over right field in the second inning. Evan Edwards had a single through the left side, and Bailey uh, drove him in with his fifth home run of the year. That was the first two runs. Uh, UNC did cut the state lead to one. But we got a pair of runs in the fourth inning to take a 4-1 to lead. Mm-hmm. Brock Dethridge walked and Terrell Tatum singled to score on a fielder's choice and an error by the Tar Heels. Error by the Tar Heels. Oh, that's nice. How sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fielder's choice and you let him score. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, just, we're just the, the – how sad. Oh, well, that feels no. good to say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we think we're great. Uh, the Tar Heels had a couple of runs in the eighth and they threatened for more. But NC State – Relief pitcher Kent Kleiman struck out the batter swinging to escape the jam. Yep, Evan Edwards steeled the win with a three-run home run in the eighth. NC State went ahead eight to three, and from there on out, it was just, you know, get them out. Yeah, up next for NC State, they play at 6 o'clock this Friday, and I think that's home versus ECU, and that game is sold out. Also, I saw on social media. Sold out, really? Yeah, there was um, some notable people there, including – NC State football players, A.J. Cole, Ryan Finley, and uh, there was one other guy. I can't remember his name, but that was on Pack Pride. And also Scotty McCreary was there. Really? Yeah. I did, I did see Scotty tweet. He was, It was like, Wolfpack win or something like that. I thought that was cool. But, yeah, he's yeah. Um, from— Wait, like, so, like, the ECU game sold out, but could, like, people— Like, could I, students still get in just by showing up? 
I f yeah, I feel like, like the you don't student seating is separate. Yeah. Like you scan your ID and then you just keep showing up until it's full. I may be wrong. I'm I no, you're right because you don't request baseball tickets on the um Maybe on you GoPack. do if they're still out. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. I I'm going to say no. Up. I'm going to say show up. It's probably the first pack come first serve for students. The pirates. The pirates who don't do anything against NC State. <laughs> I love I love saying that. Yeah, I I know. I just found out I did not realize you made that reference earlier. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's all we have for baseball. Moving on to another uh, sport that has a plate and you hit the ball, softball. Great analysis by me, by the way. <laughs> the, uh, we went and He's an beat expert. Uh, the Campbell Camels 6-5. to five. Yeah, Campbell, uh, they scored first. They got a run in the second and a couple singles and a double brought that run across. But NC State scored four runs on four hits and had an error to help out in the third inning. That put us up 4-1. to one. Yeah, Jade Carraway uh, reached an error to start on the side, and uh, Cheyenne Balser singled through the left side, moved her to third, and Alyssa Compton singled up the middle to bring her home and not the game. Kobziak, she had a homer to left center to score the other three runs. So, In the top yeah. of the fourth, three That's walks it. loaded the bases, and a wild pitch allowed Campbell to score a hit by the pitch, reloaded the bases, and then a runner at third scored on a 6-5 to five fielder's choice to cut the deficit to one, however. Campbell's they, yeah. nodded the game at four in the fifth inning on an RBI double to left center after a two-out single to right field put a runner on first. Uh, neither team scored in the sixth inning. Uh, Campbell tried to rally in the seventh with a leadoff home run and a walk, but strikeout, flyout, and ground out left the runner stranded. And NC close State it won. out for NC State. Yes, yep. six to five. So pretty clutch win there. Let's say this really quietly. We uh, we went to UNC and uh, we lost six to nothing. Yeah, you, you got to speak a little louder. Some no, people like have no. the AC on a little loud. But. Yeah, but like it hurt it. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't have to hear it. We lost six to nothing to UNC. It's Thanks, okay. John. It's okay to face Thanks, facts. John. It's okay to face facts. Uh, no, obviously we facts. we didn't score any runs. UNC did. Uh, they took a one run lead in the first but inning. Game two. <laughs> No, we're we're getting there. We're getting oh, there. Oh man, okay. We're getting there. You talk about it. it hurts too much. John. Chapel Hill. They went up five, and from then on out, we just we couldn't get anything. But so, game two, yes. we beat UNC, as I will speak normally. Yes. Ten to one. Yeah, we scored first. Uh, scored two runs in the first inning. Cheyenne Balzer, she had a two-out single to center field, and Chanley Garner, she doubled to the left field wall. And that uh, drove in the run. Alyssa Compton came up clutch with a base hit to left center, and that closed out the first two runs in the first inning. Yeah, we doubled our lead in the third inning, scoring two runs on three hits and two errors. Timberland Sherbet and Angie Rizzi brought in the runs with RBI singles. Sherbet brought Garner home from third after she reached on an error and an advantage to third on a fielder's choice error. Rizzi then, of course, scored Compton from Compton from third after she reached on a fielder's choice advantage to second. UNC, they did get one run in the bottom of the frame, but we extended our lead to five. Lily Bishop, she led off the inning with a home run to left center. Jade Carraway singled to center field and advanced to second on Kobziak sacrifice bunt, and then Compton single to left field brought her home. Yep, and we extended our lead to nine in the sixth inning, scoring four runs on five hits and an error. Sherbert brought in two runs with the bases loaded on a single to center field, while Rizzi and Lily Bishop each tallied RBI singles. Yes, yeah, so all three of these games were blowouts. Sadly, Game 3 clinched the series for UNC 8-0. Wow, nice. Um, yeah, they 
They won three. I'm trying to be professional here. Nice work, Hinton. Thank you, Denton. Hey, I wonder why we didn't call our show Hinton and Denton. It rhymes. Yeah, but like, for us, it's not about us. It's about the pack. I know. Pack is life. But I'm but I'm selfish. I'm, I'm a human. <laughs> nah. I'm so proud of that name. But yeah, uh, UNC. Uh, they scored three runs in the first, and I mean. From then, it was pretty much over because we didn't score. But we are playing Duke right now in Dale Stadium. That's right here so, on campus. Yeah, right here on campus. So just walk down and support. Yeah, you can walk by Witherspoon where we are at right now, and you can just know that we're here. <laughs> yes, we are a calming presence. All righty. Well, speaking of calming presence, uh, we have another song break, and this song was picked out by your boy. That's me. This is Rescue Me by... Uh, Artist with an interesting name, Papa Chubby. I think it's a good song. I hope you guys do as well. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about the NBA playoffs and anything else that's going on in the world of sports in addition to what happened with the Tide Pods last week. (laughs) This is Rescue Me by Papa Chubba on WKNC 88.1. is live sports show 88.1 benjamin denton john and we are absolutely thrilled to be right back here with you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation that was rescue me by papa chubby and that's that, sick that was a great can song I tell you, can i tell you something funny my it, my granddad if you preface it that's funny it's funny it better or be funny okay interesting it's funny interesting you, you, the I'm word confused. funny is actually interesting. Okay, so my grandparents, we call them Papa and Granny. My Papa, on my mom's side, his first name is Chubby. So he literally is Papa Chubby. He's not that Papa Chubby. He's my Papa Chubby. And I am not I am not joking. Does, like, what's his actual first name? Does Chubby. He, like, on his birthday? Chubby. His name is Chubby. That, that actually is kind of funny. Yes. I'm proud of you. You prefaced it. You said you want to hear something funny. And then you told me something funny, and now I'm proud of you. His name is Chubby Nunn. As, as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes, Chubby Nunn. That's his name. <laughs> okay. Thanks for laughing at my, my heritage. <laughs> I'm sorry. My that's, family. that's a funny name when your last yeah. name is Nunn, and oh, then you yeah. name your kid Chubby, Chubby. Yeah, I know. He should be a singer. Okay, anyway, yeah. the guitar solo. <laughs> I, just, I had to mention that. that could, well, thank you. That was actually that, that was very nice. Uh, that guitar solo in that song was sick. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We have the last 12 or so minutes of the program. We're going to be talking about national sports stories. So you're probably going to hear about this stuff on other radio shows, but you won't hear us on other radio shows. So that's why you should listen to us because you're only going to hear us here. Anyway, NBA playoffs. Mm -hmm. You are really keeping up with it. I'm obsessed with the NBA playoffs. The greatest (laughs) basketball on earth. It, It is. It is. I am going to say this till the day I die. Is is the purest form of basketball? Are you gonna, you're going to be the back in my day guy. No, I'm not. You're the you know the guy now that goes back when real men played in the NBA and everybody no. just wasn't in no the sissies. No, nah. It it just keeps getting better. I'm it's, serious. I'm going to say this. Yeah, I know. And then someone yes. who's older is going to be like, it was better than '90s, because everyone. It's like music. Everyone in their generation of it thinks theirs is the best. Ages 10 to 19, that's the music you identify with, and for the rest of your life, you're convinced that's the best music. And that's how I think the NBA is now. Everyone's always convinced 
My generation's the best. All right, we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, so yeah. what is going on? What's the latest and greatest with the NBA playoffs right now? Well, the Warriors are dominating without Steph Curry, but they are <sighs> playing a Spurs team without Kawhi Leonard. I don't know why he's not playing. I, If you've paid attention at all, Kawhi, he's only played nine games this year. He has a quad injury. It's He's been medically cleared, but his personal doctor, not the team doctor, has... Um, encouraged him to sit out the rest of the year for his long-term health. But the team doctors have said that that is not a serious issue at this point, that Kawhi should be playing right now. And he's not. And he's not. Why do you think? Because you keep up with it. What is your opinion on it? I honestly, like, people don't know. Is Kawhi coming to Charlotte? The thing is, I don't know if Ka- He's not going to come to Charlotte. He's got two years left on his contract. He's, he's definitely not coming to, to Charlotte. But he's a Jordan athlete. Yes, I would love to see it, but we'd probably have to get rid of Kemba, and it probably wouldn't. I would, like, I love Kemba, but I would take Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. But, I mean, there's also the possibility that he could be quitting on his team. Well, I mean. He may request a trade in the offseason. Maybe he's quitting on Greg Popovich, because Greg Popovich is getting all the credit for how the Spurs have always been good, but he was always good because he had Tim Duncan. We're going to see this debate, too, with Bill Belichick, if Tom Brady yeah. doesn't come back this year, which is now for some reason in the news, he hasn't committed to coming back. Yeah, I saw that. That's and Gronkowski hasn't said if he's going to come back yeah. either. He so, he all honestly might be traded. Turns out when you day. are to put it mildly, when you mistreat, I guess, or are it's like Kyrie. It's like Kyrie wanting out of Cleveland because he wasn't getting the credit he deserved. Mm, that's a little different than players. It's very, it's very different, but it's also like, I feel like the the symptom is the same because Kyrie actually threatened to sit out this whole season and get knee surgery if they didn't trade him. Oh, okay. Which he got, and now he's out for the season. So I guess so it all came to fruition. It, it all came to fruition. But what I was saying with Popovich and Belichick is they were not not they are not nice people. Yeah. Okay. And as long as you're I winning, think Pop's a nice guy. As long as you're winning, I don't think he's nice to his players. Like I don't get that. I think he is. I I don't know. He's he's very short in curse. Yes. And I think that I just don't think sometimes he acts. There's is a term for it, and I'm not gonna say it, but I think you know what I mean. And I think as long as you're winning, everyone's fine with it. I think as soon as you stop winning at the level that you are, then people are just gonna be like, all right, I'm out. I don't know. I think I just think Kawhi is done with the Spurs, and I think he's gonna request a trade. I can see him getting traded to a bad team because he doesn't have a no-trade clause. Like, I, I could see Devin Booker and picks for Kawhi to the Suns, which would kill Kawhi's career. I mean, it's like a poison pill on a bill. I could see Kawhi to the Blazers for C.J. McCollum. I would like to see now, him on the Blazers. as a Blazers fan, that would be very bittersweet. But right now it is not working. Yeah. Because we are down 2 nothing to the Pelicans. After both games at home. Yes. Now the good news is the last team to go down two zero as a um, home team. Yeah, as the home team was the Celtics last year to the Bulls, and they did come back and win in six games. That was the the one eight, if I'm not mistaken. Last well. year it was the one eight. Yes. Yeah. It was the one eight. So it is very possible that the Blazers can come back. Although it's not looking good right now because yeah, because you have uh, Drew Holiday and Rondo. Anthony Davis. Rondo is playing ridiculous. He almost had a triple-double last night. But, yeah, Drew Holiday, I mean, I am no New Orleans fan. I hate the Saints. 
I hate the Pelicans because they're the original Hornets. They stole our franchise, and then they stole Anthony Davis from the Hornets. Well, I mean, it's not their fault. They didn't do anything. It was just a lottery. Yeah, yeah, but I, I still we, can't pull for them. We can him. still hate. We but, can still reset. <laughs> but I, I, I like watching Drew Holiday play because I think he's he's very underrated. He's very He's been <laughs> playing well all season. Last year, I think people forgot about him because he sat out for so long to take care of his uh, wife, who um, uh, she plays for the national soccer team, but she had uh, a brain tumor. She's, yeah. she's fine. She's recovered, which is awesome. I remember that story. That yeah. was pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a good dude. But um, what strikes me about his play style is I think he's a lefty. I think he's a natural lefty. And I think, like LeBron, he learned how to shoot right-handed. So la- last night I made the analogy he's nowhere near as good, but he plays like LeBron would if – like the style, if LeBron was that height. Okay. And that's why I really like the way Drew Holiday plays because he's very physical. Mm-hmm. He gets to the bucket. He can finish with his left hand. He can finish off balance. Oh, my god! He can finish with a hook shot. What is it with you and finishing with the left hand? I play with John because on I a saw regular it, basis. I saw it last night, and Drew Holiday, they couldn't stop him because he could go left and he could go right. And it's... It seems so simple. We, we, we didn't know what he was going to do. He could go left. He C- could go CJ right. McCollum has a great first step, but if he couldn't finish with his left hand, he wouldn't nearly score mm. as much as he could. Damian Lillard doesn't really finish with his left that much, although he can. But yeah, so but, that the the Blazers sorry are to in rant trouble. a little bit. Blazers no, are no. in trouble. It's a, yeah, it's a good basketball analysis, John. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, they, Raptors. Raptors are what about the playoff it. Raptors? They're killing it, man. I I don't think I think they're dead. I think the playoff Raptors are mm-hmm, dead, as mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the Raptors are going to be fine. I think they're so going they to the play finals. The, wait, the Cavs are the four seed, so... The Cavs are down to the Pacers right now, one nothing, and I think they lose tonight because Oladipo is playing out of his mind right now. And Cavs aren't losing tonight. Well, would you Don't like to bet Randy. on it? Don't, n- no, would you <laughs> like to bet, Seth? No. Yeah. I, I really think that, um, I think that the Cavs lose this series in six games. That they're going to lose uh, Game Six in Indiana. Cavs are going to the finals. I guarantee it. No, dude, it's going to be Raptors Rockets. Unless that would be a very no one would watch that finals. Oh come on, I would love to watch that finals. Yeah, but you're an avid NBA fan. Two the the best players on both teams are the two guards. Yeah, but no that one is cares. Gorgeous. No one cares <laughs> about uh, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan in America. Well, well you do. Well, like, I'm a sports fan, and yeah, we do a radio show. We're yeah. not the average American. We're That's awesome. True. Yeah. No, um, but yeah. I think the Sixers could get to the finals, but. Yeah, that's 1-1 right now, right? they got to get. They're 1-1. One one. They're Kevin playing Hart without lost Embiid. It for them. I don't like Kevin Hart. What? I'm just going to. Yeah, oh, I don't, I don't think he's funny. don't think he's funny at all, but. I think he's like like he's like an overplayed song. He's good. But, like, he's just like, ah, it's, it's a lot of Kevin he's Hart. He's an overplayed song that's been around for way too I long. I like Kevin Hart. Kevin okay. Hart's hilarious. But they need Embiid on the court, and the doctors are not letting him play yet with his facial fracture. They have to um, – they absolutely have to to win one game in Miami. Oh, yeah, of course. Because, they can't, they're not going to yes. come back from 3-1. They're not going to come back from they're 3-1. They're not LeBron. Yeah, they're, they're, no, they're no Cavs of two years ago. But if Embiid comes back and they get past the Heat – I see them in the Eastern Conference Finals with Toronto. Now, that is a team America would watch in the finals. Yes. Rocket Sixers would be a good finals. I'm not saying it wouldn't be a good finals. I'm just saying not, not a lot of people would watch that. Non-basketball fans I'm would not be I'm personally not in. concerned. Now, the big debate in sports right now is who's the rookie of the year? Oh, ben Simmons. It's all about them Benjamins. Yeah, okay. A lot of people say he's not a rookie. 
Blake Griffin won Rookie of the Year yeah, over Steph Curry. Exactly. If the NBA considers him a rookie, which means he hasn't played a game before this year, he's a rookie. Yeah. That's the way it is. It's not complicated. It's really not. You don't consider Julius Randle a rookie in his second year because he played one game and broke his leg. Ben Simmons didn't play in a single game. He's a rookie. It's the way it goes. People will argue about just about anything. But uh, what what what's, what else is going on with the playoffs right quick as well, the show is winding down? We got games tonight. Uh, Thunder Jazz, uh, they play tonight game two. Thunder are leading one to zero. Donovan Mitchell is a game-time decision with a foot injury. So if he doesn't play, I think the Jazz are done. Uh, Timberwolves Rockets, game two tonight. Uh, Rockets leading 1-0. I would That's love the to see the Timberwolves up. win that game. Like, win the it'd series. Be, it'd be great. A 1-8. It'd be cool, but it would mean the Warriors are going to the finals again. I wouldn't be that much against it. People would watch. It's all about the spectacle, what people want to watch. couple notes. <sighs> Tide Pods lost. Yep. We lost. played the NC State football team last week. Yeah. It was Ryan Finley, Kyle Bambard, A.J. Cole, yeah. and a bunch of— And the refs. Nah, the refs were okay. Nah, they weren't. Nah, they were calling a lot of fouls on the football players. I had a ref tell me that I was dead wrong about something, and I literally counted three seconds out loud and looked at him, and then he said, I did not hear you. Well, I mean, you you, you can't it's hard expect to, the refs to see everything, John. Leave it, or hear anything? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. I mean, like, we missed a lot of shots. We missed a lot of layups. If we had hit our shots, we would have won. That's the I way mean, it is. Ryan Finley got some game. Yeah, he's good. A lot of people. I mean, he's a yeah, he's it, a quarterback. Would, he's got to be good at basketball. It did not occur to me until my brother, who doesn't, who's not into sports, mentioned this. He's like, "Why is Ryan Finley doing intramural basketball?" Yeah, he could get injured. I've never seen a quarterback be bad at basketball. They always have a little game. Oh yeah, Brock Osweiler played at Gonzaga. Well, no, he didn't. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he? Oh, he, he was recruited. To play. He was recruited. Yeah, he went he to Arizona off. State. Anyway, that was yeah. just very but random. I have never seen a quarterback not be at least a little good at basketball. And Ryan, Ryan Finley had some game. Yeah, he's got some game. Also, some Kyle game. Bambard We need is, him on our basketball team. <laughs> Kyle Bambard is built. He did yeah. not look like a kicker. He's a nice guy. He complimented my shoes, which I appreciated because he's a kicker, and they use their feet. Man. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's about it for today's show. One last note, a final PSA, because your boy Benjamin is performing in a free comedy show on campus that's in Riddick Hall that's at 7 o'clock on Friday John has said he's going to be there I'm still in doubt I'll be surprised <laughs> I will be there you got to support me John no there's going to be seven other people on the stage who are uh, way funnier than me but it's a great show and it's free and it's an NC State's Improv Comedy Club that is all we have for today's show other than John's death stare he's given me right now thank you so much you don't know that for tuning you can't in see. it's my word against yours and um Oh, my gosh. Tune in next week. We got at least one more show, but we will definitely he be here next week. If uh, if you don't tune in next week and you don't hear us for the rest of the summer, we will be back next semester. But we thank you for tuning in to the Packers Life Sports Show because we love doing this. Yeah, today and all the past year. Thank you, guys. Um, that's all for us today. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. Bye, y'all.